Welcome to the Network Marketing Heroes Podcast, hosted by 40-year network marketing veteran, author of best-selling books, The Four-Year Career, and Mach 2 with Your Hair on Fire, and world-renowned speaker, Richard Bliss Brook. When it comes to success in network marketing, who better to learn from than leaders who have actually done it? Listen as Richard interviews top leaders and gives you a behind-the-scenes look at how they did it. You'll get incredible tips and duplicable actions you can do right now to build your own four-year career. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive discount code to get 10% off Richard's easy-to-use tools that will help propel your network marketing business to the next level at blissbusiness.com. Hey, everybody. Richard Blissbrook here with yet another global influencer interview. So we do two kinds of interviews at Bliss Business. We do hero calls. Those are network marketing leaders that have crushed the four-year career in a legitimate legacy company. And then we also do global influencers, which are people that have gone beyond building. Maybe they've built or maybe they have just influenced and coached and motivated tens of thousands of other people to build their empires in network marketing or any business. And today I have a great opportunity to snag a guy who's hard to snag because he's zigzagging at least virtually all over the globe because he's just built one of the most amazing coaching and training businesses in the network marketing industry. And that is the all encompassing omnipresent Ray Higdon. Hey, hey, what's happening? (laughs) (laughs) So Ray just came off a, his annual three day, maybe it's four day uh, event in Orlando. I think it's in Orlando. Uh, I'm sure you had hundreds and hundreds, if not more of the top sales leaders in the, in the profession there, Ray. I had some of my clients there who just raved about what you did. So thank you so much for jumping on a, an interview right after that goat roping because I know you're probably just a little bit disoriented but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions that'll bring you right back into it are you yeah. ready all right let's do it <laughs> <laughs> so well hey since, as long as we're talking about the event tell us about the event what'd you just come off of yeah so it was uh, a lot of fun and thanks for having me on here i love your stuff and uh yeah it was so we actually structured this as a four-day event with kind of segments so we had our our mastermind group on thursday we had six and seven figure earners on friday and then saturday and sunday was the the main event for for everyone and it was great you know we uh uh, had some really cool content and cool uh, topics. We, uh, we always have a fundraiser. So we had a charity auction where I got a lot of my buddies and myself donated time for a charity auction. And we raised over $80,000 for March of Dimes, which is super wow. cool. That's and uh, yeah, we had uh, 1,100 on live stream and we kept it kind of intimate uh, as far as the room. So we had a couple hundred people there and it was, uh, it was great. A lot of fun for sure. My yeah. wife got up and crushed it, and she's, you know, uh, 15 weeks pregnant, and, uh, <laughs> and so she's got a little, she's rocking the baby bump from stage. So you're about to have family, and you're about to, I don't know, did you move into that uh, monster house you're building yet? 
<laughs> yeah, we, we moved in about uh, maybe six or seven months ago. Did you get the furniture bill yet? Uh, I, although I didn't want to, uh, we did, we did, and then I got the, uh, uh, we got the, uh, the chandelier shipped in an 800, it was 800 pounds, and, uh, and so, yeah, that, that thing's a beast as well. <laughs> Way to go. Way to stimulate the economy. All that's right, a, so. That's, that's all I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's dive into the Ray Higdon story. So here's what I want our listeners to hear from you, Ray. You specialize in the network marketing profession. Lots of good reasons why you do that. But give us some context as to your story. So I know you were in the real estate business, you know, 10, 15 years ago, and you got kind of tipped upside down there. Yeah. And that that led you to network marketing and you crushed it in network marketing. So give us that context. Give us that story. Who were you before network marketing? How did the economy give you a wake up call? Yeah, for sure. So you know, I'm someone that I think the one thing I've had that was kind of drilled into me as a kid was work ethic. And I had worked my way up in the corporate world to a, a pretty good salary. And what I, there were a few things I started noticing. And that was the harder I worked, the more they would pay me, but the more they would demand of me. And so I was missing scheduled family trips. I was missing ball games, you know, watching my sons. And, and I started realizing that I was spending more time with pictures of my kids than the real thing, which is not why I wanted to work so hard. Uh, I looked at my boss and his boss and her boss, and they were all making more money than me, but they're also more stressed out and they had to work even more than I did. And so I just didn't really, I didn't like where my career was headed and I didn't know I didn't know other options. I had some, some friends that were doing well in, in real estate. And I'm like, man, if these knuckleheads can do it, I can too. And that was back in uh, 2004, 2005. And here in the state of Florida, you know, if you had a, a pulse, you could make money in real estate. And, uh, and so I, I jumped in. I went into real estate and actually did pretty good. I thought I was a genius and then realized that it was, ah, it was just a hot market. And so when the market changed, I got completely wiped out. I was not prepared. I did not have the background or experience to handle a down market. And I found myself personal foreclosure, million dollars in debt, chased by bill collectors, and I had gone through a divorce. Um, what else? <laughs> and so things, things weren't, weren't great. Um, you know, I really, I didn't know what I was going to do. And I was, I was down in the dumps. Um, I started, uh, uh, dating and I started dating a girl that was paying my utility bills who's now my beautiful wife Jessica and so I tell guys I'm like I don't know what the problem is if you're broke just find a sugar mom because that's uh, kind of what I did but um, I had a, a buddy invite me to a home meeting and to be honest I had sworn off network marketing because I had done it I had done some when I was in real estate not as a focus necessarily but I had done it on the side and I just had bad experiences with uplines and it was just, I was always doing things in a weird way that they didn't want me to do. And although I got sales, I didn't understand culture community. I didn't understand that kind of stuff. And so uh, there was definitely a cap to how much, how much I could even possibly make without knowing that stuff. Um, but I'd sworn off it, but to be honest, I was at a point on in, in July of 2009 where I didn't have much options. My credit is totally shot. I did not want to go back to a job after being free from a job for four years. Um, million dollars in debt, chase, you know, I just, I didn't know what to do. So I said, you know what, I'm going to make this damn thing happen. And so I made a decision that I was going to make it happen in that company. 
And I joined it. I didn't, you know, get a deal or a, you know, some special anything. I just left, right, left, right. That's what I did. And so uh, in about, uh, I think my fifth month was my first uh, $10,000 month in network marketing. Uh, seven months, 40,000, 10 months, 50,000, became the number one incomer in that company. Uh, my wife, who joined that company a couple months after I started, she uh, went on to use Facebook and at the age of 21 built a six-figure income and she actually ended up becoming the number one female earner in that company with her position. And so that was uh, awesome. Um, there were a few changes that happened over the years. In 2013, that company merged into another company, a great company. And, you know, we liked it. And at the same time, we had started coaching. There were different people that had been reaching out to us for like social media advice because we were recruiting on social media before most people accepted it or taught it. And, and so a lot of people had asked us, how are you guys doing this stuff? How are you doing videos and how are you doing social media stuff? And so we had started coaching and we, and we really liked it. And so 2016, although we'd been kind of, you know, had you know, one foot on each, you know, base there, uh, we decided to retire from actively building, sell our position and focus on the coaching and training. And uh, since then, that's been our focus. And we, you know, work with a lot of different leaders and, you know, we run a group called Rank Makers that a lot of people know about. And uh, we just have been having a blast and we love the profession. Yeah, well... <clears throat> You are, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if you remember this moment, but maybe five years ago, um, uh, Eric Worre's 50th birthday in Las Vegas. Do you remember that, that yeah. event in the big yeah. mansion? And, and I was watching you that during that event, uh, Ray. I was just sort of, I didn't know you really well. Yeah. I kind of knew who you were, but I, I was just observing you. And I was kind of actually watching you watch Eric. Uh -huh. And uh, I could see the wheels turning that, you know, you were looking to create a big splash in the network marketing profession generically. And then I've watched you just kind of from afar. I've not participated. But boy, have you crushed it. You are, you, you've got to be the number one couple coaching people on building at least through social media. So tell us, uh, start with, Thank you. tell us about rank makers. Like what is that? How many people are involved? Sure. And what does it do for people? Yeah, I appreciate that. And let me tell you, I, w I was nervous at that 2014 thing. Cause I, I, you know, if I don't know people, I'm kind of introverted and I didn't know hardly anyone there. And I was just like, eh. um, so I, <laughs> I do remember that, uh, um, so yeah, you know, rank makers we have, we started this back in July of 2017. And for us, it was an answer to what was what we felt was needed. You know, uh, most trainers in, in any profession, not just network marketing, they do course, event, book, course, event, book, course, event, book. And, you know, it seems like there's five to nine percent of people that really get good results and production out of course, event, book. You know, everyone gets fired up, but do people actually you know, produce? And so we thought, you know what? People just need to be spoon fed action steps and accountability. And so we took the idea of, okay, how do we give people in a, in a tribe like fashion action steps every day and hold them accountable and, or at least allow accountability. I should say, I don't hold anybody accountable, but how do we give them accountability and tell them what to do each and every day? And so we created a group called, you know, rank makers. And, and so 
this is a group that I've gone live in every single day since July 2017. And we wow. get a step and a training. And every week we go over our accountability. So we, we actually track production. And so um, I, just, I just did it for last week. So last week, Rank Makers brought in 1,177 new customers, 474 new reps, and we had 113 rank advances. But last year, uh, we actually had 4,054 rank advances, and our goal this year is 10,000 rank advancements. And that's people in all different companies, all different countries, all, all over. And, and so we have about 14,000 people in there right now, and uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, there are people in there that have been struggling for a long time, most likely due to overthinking and overcomplicating and trying to get things perfect. And, you know, we just give them simple action steps to do each day to progress them toward their goals. And, and we love it. We have so much fun in there. Yeah, beautiful. So if somebody wants more information, rankmakers.com? Yeah, rank, rankmakers.com. You know, it's, it's open from time to time. You know, we kind of open it a couple times a month usually. But you can get on the waiting list there if it's not open. Okay. So tell us this, um, Ray. The, I don't know the exact stats, but, you know, they're pretty close. A hundred people join any decent network marketing company, and you track them over the next year. You know, probably at least 90 of them are either out or they're customers only. There might be, you know, five or six that are dabbling with it, and there might be three or four that are actually building. Mm -hmm. What do you, I, you know, I'm just generalizing those sure. numbers, but they're probably pretty close. So what do you see as the number one missing for the ones that, you know, they don't ever engage in the business opportunity. They just end up either quitting or being a customer. They join with the intention. So they raise their hand. They say, okay, yeah, this sounds like a good idea. Let me try this. And, you know, a year later or three months later or three weeks later, they're out or they're just maybe buying the product. What do you see as the number one missing for those people that they don't catch a vision that sustains them? Yeah. And so, I mean, my, my answer to that would be culture. And to define that, culture is the making of people to feel good regardless of level of desire or level of result. And so the biggest, I, I believe, my opinion, the biggest leadership um, mistake that's made is the non-recognition of the distinction of desires. And so most, you know, like, and, and, I, and I learned this, I learned culture at least from Larry Thompson and I, I just love his stuff and, and edify him all the time. But uh, about 5% of any organization, whether it's network marketing or not, wants to reach the very top. And so if I walk into a gym, about 5% of the gym want to be Mr. or Mrs. Olympia, Miss Universe, whatever, right? They want to win competitions and, and be in uber amazing shape. About 5% of any corporation, someone wants to be at the very, you know, in the chairman board or the, you know, the, the chief executive. Um, and, and so I, I don't really think it's that different, but the difference is how are people made to feel based on that level of desire level result. And so we teach people, most leaders that we run into kind of before we work with them, they think like sales managers. So they look at network marketing as a one trick pony and the only source of happiness is commission. 
And so they operate like a sales manager, right? So they're like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and just uh, coffees for closers. And they're doing things in a manner that if you aren't getting results, you don't feel good being there. And so we like the analogy of a gym owner. So if I go into the gym and I work out for four minutes and then get my 2200 peanut butter, banana, chocolate smoothie, and then we just fuck it all up, right? The gym owners, what does the gym owner say to me? He says, way to go, High buddy. Five. Hey, congrats for coming in, man. You got this. He doesn't say, lift your shirt, boy, right? He doesn't say, how come you didn't do some front squats? He says, way to go, because he likes my auto ship. I mean, membership right? So he likes me paying every month to, to show up there. And if I feel good having dad bod or something that's not of Mr. and Mrs. Universe caliber, that's not a problem for him. Now, most leaders, that's a problem. They reflect it as, oh, how do I, my leadership get better? Because there's only a small percentage of people crushing it. Well, not everyone has that level of desire. Not everyone wants to make $25,000 more a month. And, and it's something that, you know, some people are in this game and started this game to make a couple hundred bucks a month. And if they feel good during the process of pursuing that, then they may get there if they're made to feel bad. And this is where it's, it's kind of risky for people. Like if you, if you push too hard too soon, most people who have never succeeded in their life, and that's, that's one of the benefits of network marketing. We see it as the lowest risk, lowest overhead way for the average ordinary person to start a business. Most people haven't read a book on sales or persuasion or marketing or you know any of this kind of stuff. And so they're not going to crush it at network marketing right away, most likely. But if they feel bad because they're not, then they'll never get to where they are. And so I would be very cautious as a leader operating as a one-trick pony as commission only. And I would also be cautious to only share fast success stories. And so we prefer slow success stories or small success stories, how Tina made 20 bucks this week. Yay, way to go, Tina, right? Or how Linda was in for two years, got her first customer. Like those are more encouraging for the masses versus the five percenters who really want to crush it. And they don't need a whole lot of that anyway. And so that would be, culture would be the answer for many, many questions in network marketing, in my opinion. Yeah, that's great. That's beautiful. So probably the number one thing in, in creating that culture is a culture of recognition for those 95 percenters to just show up and do whatever they're inclined to do. Yeah. I mean, two things, you know, um, the, you know, people are part of a uh, part of a church because of the culture, not because of the recognition of how much they put in the, you know, collection plate. Right. And so it's, you know, you showing up to the bake sale, to the to the church service, to the to the whatever um, you feel good doing that it, it, you're you're on a mission. And so um, one real common mistake is if you look at most teams, uh, Facebook groups, it's how to recruit. Here's the comp plan. Here's the next opportunity call. It's, it's every single thing is about business, 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 business. Well, what does that say? If I go to a gym and on the wall, all the posters are, are Mr. Olympia's, then what does that say? It means this isn't the place for normal Joe. And, and so I would mix in things around culture. I'd mix in things like, you know, hey, what's your, what's your biggest win, personal or business this week, guys? And have people share that they got some results from the product or save money with the service or um, that they, it's their wedding anniversary or birthday or, or whatever. And so start treating it more like a, um, my favorite analogy is like a boys and girls club. A boys and girls club, their mission is to get kids off the street. 
And if you go to the nicer Boys and Girls Club, they have, they have um, like sections. So they have like a music session, section, they have a cooking section, they have a computer section. And you go there and their mission is just to get you off the street, right? And you go there and if you wanna learn the guitar, you can learn to play the guitar. If you just wanna bang on some drums and, and be silly, that's fine too. And so create an environment where the people that wanna step up are certainly encouraged, but the people that just wanna hang out and be family and high five you at the events and take selfies with you, they feel good too. And, and we say that the longer you keep them around the fire, the more likely they'll catch a spark. And, but don't be addicted to that. You know, I know people in network marketing, been in network marketing for 30 years, never made a dime, but they love it. And so who am I, who am I to say, you can't be happy, you're not a diamond, right? I, why, why, why do I have to dictate their happiness? If they're happy being a part of the family, awesome, nothing wrong with that. Right. All right, so let's, uh, let's talk about the, the five percenters that want to do something significant. Now, if we track them over the four or five years of their, the first four or five years of their career, a very, very small percentage of them rank advance the way they want to earn the kind of income that they want to. There's a whole lot of people in that bubble of struggle. You know, they're trying, they're going to the events, they show up, they want to be successful, but they just struggle. Let's talk about them. Like, what are the thing? What are the distinctions you find in them that, when you flip the switch, things happen? Yeah, I think you know, the thing with those guys is is mainly expectations, and usually they're dealt soul crushing blows on a weekly basis because they hear of someone fat quickly succeeding, and and I understand why that happens because. The leader wants to say, see guys, Mark, you know, he's 10,000 a month his first month, guys, see, see. And you think that that's motivating, that ain't motivating. That's soul crushing. All they, all they think is, oh man, how come I did it, right? And so, you know, sharing more stories, you know, sharing more stories of, you know, like one of our friends, um, Amy Murphy, her first 17 years in network marketing, she made $3,000 total which we know what that means. I mean, she lost about 10,000. <laughs> um, she's now a million dollar earner. Now, how many people need to hear that story? Because, you know, and, and I tell people like if, if, even when I was recruiting someone, if I was recruiting someone and they said, well, well, how fast can I, you know, start making big money? And I would ask them, I'd say, well, I'm just curious, what if it took you 10 years? And they'd be like, what, what 10 years? I'm like, well, I'm just curious. Are, do you have a plan? If you don't do this in 10 years, will you be financially free? And they're like, well, no. I'm like, you don't have a big inheritance coming, no hedge fund being released, nothing like that. And they're like, well, no. I'm like, well, what if it took 10 years? And so too many people are, there's two, two exact problems. One, when you're recruiting someone, if they're asking questions like, well, how soon? Don't use the superhero. Don't say, well, John did it in 20 days, right? Because you're like, okay, day 21, this person's quitting, right? right. You're just setting it up, it's silly. And then number two, as, as you grow your organization, be it be a heat-seeking missile for those slow success stories. And they may be people in cross-line, they may be people upline, downline, they may, they, you may have to search for these stories, or you will have to search for these stories, but find those stories of people who didn't have success right away 
And those are going to encourage the, the majority of a team. And the more that the majority are embraced and feel good, then the better retention, the better volume, the better checks of the, of the leaders. And, and that's something that most people focus on the leaders only. And there's only a small percentage of them. Their checks are made up by everybody else. And so we got to make everyone else feel good to be here. And those checks will naturally stay higher. Yeah, then the best route to a seven-figure income is how many people do you have that are earning five to fifteen hundred a month? Totally, absolutely, right? totally. That's what makes it up. So um, let, let's let's target in uh, Ray. Me, I've been in my network marketing company now for I don't know. We'll take a typical person. I've been in for eighteen months, maybe two years. I personally enrolled, you know, maybe 10 people, nothing's happening. Maybe I got one active person, not really making any money, love the products, love network marketing, love my company, love my upline. What do you do with me? Well, um, one, I would, I would hit you with some stories from the company of people that have been at it longer than you that eventually created success. And two, I would ask this, this really simple question, that is, does your daily routine make success inevitable? And, you know, and, and if so, so if someone comes to me and says, man, I really want to be a top earner, I'm hungry for this, I really want to make it happen, I'll ask one simple question, I'll know if that's actually true, I'll say, how many people did you prospect last week? Right now, if it's single digits, then you're not on the top earner path, but um, we can improve that. And so how many people you're reaching out to on a daily basis? What kind of marketing are you doing? If any, not that you necessarily have to, but it's kind of smart nowadays. Um, you know, how many people you're reaching out to? Are you doing, you know, what kind of marketing are you doing? What kind of self-development are you doing? And when you look at those, those three categories, do you look at that and say, well, yeah, that's going to make success inevitable. Now, everyone notices time, right? They always, they always know 18 months, two years, and they always know time, but it's that quality of time. And so poor people, they elapse time, right? Because they got plenty of time. What's the hurry, right? Where's the fire? And so they'll watch Netflix for one week. They'll, they'll just goof off the next week, but they'll notice the two weeks and be like, oh, I've been at this two weeks. What have you been at? It? What, what have you been at? Have you been at anything? Have you prospected anybody? Probably not. Rich people collapse time, right? So they're looking to how do I squeeze as much time as humanly possible? And so that's why, you know, we have food delivered, meal delivered. I get my hair cut at my house. I get my cars washed outside. I get a dry cleaning that comes and picks it up. You know, we look to collapse time. We look to how do we get maximum leverage out of our time? And, and so when it comes to network marketers, you need to look at, okay, if I want to collapse time, then that means talking to more people. Now you can talk to 30 people a month or you can talk to 30 people a day. 30 people a day will collapse that time greatly. And people will say things like, you know, when I first started, I'd read a book called, um, you know, go for no, right? So go for no. And I'm like, you know what? That makes sense to me. And so I set a no goal. I'm going to get 20 no's a day, every single day. And I did that every single day. <laughs> and, and so I would do a video. I would do, get 20 no's a day. And if you ask yourself this question, if anyone on planet earth, it's 20 no's a day and does a video a day is success inevitable. Yes. If it's month one, month two, but does anyone do that? And like, huh, I can't believe that worked. That's shocking. No, it's not shocking. It's yeah, of course you did. And so ask yourself the, these questions. Are you collapsing time? 
And people will say, well, I've been at it six months too. I'm like, yeah, but I was getting 20 no's a day. So you prospect, most people prospect in five years what I did in three months. And, and so are you collapsing time? Is your, is your daily routine making success inevitable? Cool. So let's say, um, let's say what I'm looking to pursue is, you know, by the end of the first year, I want to be making like a thousand, two thousand dollars a month. And by the end of my third or fourth year, I want to be making 10 grand a month. I know it's different in every company, but give sure. me like a real general ballpark pace of play. I want to be making that kind of money. I'm not looking to be a unicorn. I'm not looking to, you know, I'm, I don't see myself as number one distributor in the company or being at the top of the comp plan in the next four or five years. I just want to do really well in network marketing so that I'm impenetrable with my family, my friends, my own self-talk. Everything about my network marketing career says, you know what? I'm doing pretty darn good. 100 grand a year after four years. I could go full-time maybe if I wanted to. I got plenty of money after my first year. I'm paying all my bills, all my travel. Maybe I even went and leased a new car. What's the pace of play that you would design that would hold that kind of success inevitable? Yeah. So first, for, for safety reasons, I would, I, I would not... I, I, would, I would seek to reach those goals much faster, but not be addicted to it. And so the reason that, the reason I say that is a lot can happen over four years. You know, you can get in a life-changing accident. You can have a spouse get sick and be, you know, have some kind of health issues or something like that. You can have, you can, you can have a lot of different things go wrong. And so I, I would suggest if you, if the end goal is eventually there and, it, and you're okay with being four or five years, be okay with it being four or five years. I like, I like that attitude, but I would look to how can I most quickly get there? How can I get there as quickly as possible? Because the faster that you get there without being addicted to it, then you, you will be safer. Because if I say, you know what I'm going to do in you know, four or five years, you just don't know what's going to happen. And so, you know, my suggestion would be look at your available time and maybe, maybe you have a job or whatever. Look at your available time. And I would spend half of that time, if not more, prospecting people, reaching out to individuals. And that could be cold market, warm market, online, offline, face-to-face, -face, whatever you want. That's, that's dealer's choice. And so spend half of the amount available time and, you know, schedule in family time. Have your, you know, if you have a job, if you've got two hours a day, spend an hour a day prospecting, reaching out to individuals, take the rest of that time, do some self-development because that's, that's going to be needed. And if you're going to do some marketing, maybe do a, you know, a video, you know, video a day if you can. And if you can't, then, you know, as many as you can a week, it's kind of like working out, right? Going to the gym once a week is better than never going. But if you can go every day, man, that's awesome. Uh, and so I would just look to how do I create a routine that should make that happen faster, but not be addicted to it actually happening faster. Too often people have a plan like that and they're like, you know what, my plan is, you know, four or five years and they kind of dink and dunk that first year, second year and, and, and then something happens, they lose a job and all of a sudden it's like, oh no, this is, this is not according to plan, but had they been, had they sped it up a little bit, they'd be further along. And so I don't think, you know, the slow road to, to six figures is ever, is, is really ever a good idea. Again, be okay if it takes that long, 
I would look to get there faster and you will be more secure if you do. So what do you, what would you suggest as pace of play? So if I have an hour a day, yeah, then I'm going to, what I'm going to do in that hour is I'm going to prospect people. I'm going to do uh, personal development. And um, what was the third one you said I'm going to do? Uh, oh, if marketing. you do marketing, I mean, if you yeah, do a video right. or Facebook right. live or. Okay. Let's just focus on prospecting. How many okay. people would you, if you were my coach yeah. and I say, I want to get to six figures I want to get there as fast as possible. I don't want to be reckless. You know, okay. I'm, let's just say I'm not in some hypey startup, recruit everybody. Sure. I'm not going to re try to recruit 30 people in 30 days. Right. Uh, but I want to get there as fast as possible. I want to do it responsibly. How many people would you have me prospect in that hour? I mean, that's going to depend on your method. You know, I mean, it, I, I, you know, I used to do telemarketing and I made 450 calls a day nobody does that. Right. Right. Um, that was a, that was a full blown day. And so for me to get, and it, and it also depends on, do you, do you, some people resonate with a no goal for me to get 20 no's. It was usually about two hours. Um, but some people just go by number of people I reach out to. Right. Um, which is probably, uh, probably more time efficient because, you know, I had to actually get a no. Right? I had to have someone respond and say, no. And, and so um, I would say, you know, set, set your clock and set your watch to whatever you can do in that hour, if that's what you have. And if it's calling from, from the phone, you should probably be able to get through quite a few. Um, tough, tough to say exactly, I don't, I, don't, I don't know, 10, 15, something like that, uh, depending on how many people you get a hold of. Um, rely on the tools. You should not be spending a lot of time on the phone or a lot of time talking and everything. You should be relying on the tools, whether it's a, you know, sizzle call, video, whatever uh, meeting, if you're inviting people to a meeting. Um, but I would, I would spend that time reaching out in the way that you most feel best about and, and stay, you know, consistent with that. And so it's, it's tough to say numbers. I usually don't give someone their numbers. I'm like, take the time, set an egg timer if you need to, and just go. Go, go prospect however it is that you like to do. Yeah. So if I split up that hour in thirds and I spend 20 minutes prospecting, maybe I'm doing that uh, through social media connections, connecting with people, messaging them. Maybe I'm calling people. Maybe I'm texting them. Sure. Whatever. So that's sufficient. Let's say I get a hold of four, five, six people and I get three or four no's, one maybe and a yes. That'd be fantastic. If, you know, yeah. I mean, I tell people like if you're doing cold, like cold, cold, um, most people that have that don't have experience at that or just kind of getting started, um, you know, for them to get 10% is, is not bad at all. You know, don't right. be afraid of 10% if that's right. the results that you're getting. So talk to us about personal development. So if I'm going to spend 20 minutes a day in personal development, what does that mean to you? What do you recommend? Well, um, uh, rank makers, of course. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I do that every day in there. Um, but, you know, it, it can look like a lot of things. You know, for me, I mean, every morning I'm, I'm walking for about a half hour listening to an audio book, right? Um, I'm, you know, sitting in the sauna reading a book. So it could be if you like reading, read. If you like audio, do audio books. Um, you know, if you have your favorite trainer or whatever, watch, you know, watch their, their video. Um, the, like for me, like magazines, like, like even good magazines, I, 
I kind of see those as like additional stuff. I don't, they usually can't dive too deep, um, but books are usually better or courses. You know, I, I go through a lot of courses as well. Okay, good. Uh, and then marketing. So I think this is probably your sweet spot. If I'm going to spend 20 minutes a day marketing, can you give me like three or four hot tips, things that I might want to consider doing? Yeah. So if you, uh, if you resonate Whichever one you resonate with, if you, because, you know, Instagram is very, very marketing friendly. Um, Facebook obviously is still a juggernaut. And so um, your, your most effective and leveraged way is video, no question. Uh, and so, but a lot of people, they struggle with, you know, uh, what do I talk about and, and different things like that. And so we teach a process called ILT and that means invest, learn, teach. So you invest your time, possibly money, learn something and you teach it. And I found that anybody can do this. And I learned this because my, um, my stepdad is blue collar as they come. I mean, he's never read a book on business or sales or anything like that. And he's made cabinets most of his life and he knows construction. And, and so he came over one day and he's like, Hey man, did you see that Matt Damon documentary? And I'm like, no, I haven't, I haven't seen it. He goes, well, did you know? And he starts rattling off all these facts about climate and environment and all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, he's ILT in me, man. And so we teach people to ILT. So in that, like if you're doing self-development, if you're reading a book, going through a course, listening to your favorite trainer or whatever, take some of the information that you're learning or if you're, if you're purposely looking for a particular type of person, like someone wanting to lose weight or get in better shape, have more energy, less aches and pains, uh, save money on travel, whatever. Read something around that, whether it's an article or a book or whatever, take notes from what you learn, go on a Facebook live and say, Hey guys, I just got done reading this book. And in this book, I found four tips to save money on travel, or I found three ways to, you know, get ripped in the gym and go through those notes, edify wherever you learned it, because you don't have to say, these are my original ideas. Um, we suggest against for duplication reasons, we suggest against position yourself as a credible, special expert authority, uh, because most people aren't and they'll think, Oh, I have to be that to, to duplicate. And we don't like that. And so, share in there, you know, whatever your tips are, and then have some kind of reason for them to reach out to you. And we call that a call to action. And so, hey guys, if you like these tips on meal planning, feel free to reach out to me. I got a free seven day meal plan I found online. I'm happy to send it to you. And so when they connect with you, and, and you'll, you, know, you may not get it right at first, but if you keep doing these things, some people will reach out to you. You do what we call a CTA delay. And so CTA stands for call to action. And so it's a call to action delay. And so when they reach out to you, you say, hey, uh, I'm more than happy to send you that meal plan or the ingredients to avoid in shampoo or the four tips to lose weight or whatever, whatever your thing is. I'm more than happy to send that to you when I'm in front of my computer. Uh, I'm not in front of my computer right now, but I'm just curious, do you have a program to lose weight? Do you have a way to save money on travel? Are you part of a VIP vacation only, you know, thing, whatever. And so ask the question and you have, you have a positioning there, get, you know, they, if they answer then, you know, and they say, no, why? And you say, well, I'm actually a part of one. I'm happy to share it with you if you'd like, if you're open, I can share it. If not, no worries. Now you still send them the, the whatever giveaway is, but you know, pay attention to that. And that's a very right. easy way for you to have more conversations. Yeah, I like that. Okay, let's go back to the Facebook Live. So I think one of the questions people have, Ray, about Facebook Lives is they look at their Facebook page or their Instagram page and they say, okay, I have 
you know, whatever, 800 friends, sure. 800 people following me. And so I'm going to do a Facebook Live. Am I speaking to the people that follow me and are my friends, or am I speaking to my team that's following me? Who am I speaking to? Who, who like, just my mental prep, my delivery, who's the audience? Yeah. So I would, I would position in your mind the exact individual that you're trying to attract to you. And, and this is a... Golly, I think, uh, I think Claude Hopkins came up with this in the late 1800s of when in marketing to speak to an individual, not to a group. And, and even when you're speaking to a group, you're still talking to an individual. And so I would just ask myself, like, who am I trying to reach out to me? And I would envision that person in your mind. And if it's Nick or Judy or whatever, and that's how you're, that's how you're speaking. Do you ever struggle with weight loss? Uh, have you ever set on this, you know, stepped on the scale and you're like, dang it. And you're just upset because you just had a bad weekend after being so diligent the past week. So you want to, you know, there's a couple kind of rules around um, marketing that just works psychologically. Uh, one, talk more about their uh, crabgrass than your weed killer. <laughs> That's a quote from my buddy Ben Settle. And that means talk more about their problem than your solution. Right. And too often people are, they do, they make a mistake and they talk about what it is, right? So they're like, here's this new collagen thing. And people don't actually care what it is. They care what it does. What does it do? What is it going to do for me? And, and so speak to the individual, speak about the problems that whatever you're going to be talking about should address and, and help out with. And what will happen is when you start, yes, you're going to be talking to people that are mainly following you, but as they comment, as they possibly share, as you start doing this more and more, different people will start hopping on. Different people will start, you know, coming to you. And, you know, a lot of times people are like, well, how do I get more engagement or how do I get more viewers or how do I get more, um, you know, people watching my stuff? And that is one, uh, be someone worthy of watching is step one. And that is provide value, you know, offer solutions, offer actual education that someone would want to share. And, you know, so, and, and we see value as does someone get benefit whether they purchase from you or not? And if the, if the answer is, well, only if they purchase, then that's, that's not really value, we don't think. Um, you know, we, we've created uh, thousands and thousands of podcasts and videos and all this stuff over the years that no one had to buy anything for to, to appreciate the, you know, some kind of help for them. And so be, be more educational. Uh, you don't have to be an expert. Just tell them where you got it from. I read this book or, or whatever. And so speak about the problems, offer solutions, offer tips, offer secrets and hacks and all those different things that the people offer. And you'll start getting new people on there. And most people think that their Facebook friends know what company they're in and what product they have. And it's actually not true. It's not true. Um, David Ogilvy said a million years ago, he said, you're not marketing to a standing army, you're marketing to a moving parade. And so people got stuff going on. I mean, they're zipping back and forth, they're chasing kids, doing laundry, they got their own stuff going on at home and at work. And they're, they're not tuning in to what Tina's doing in Oklahoma, right? And so, you know, you, by providing value and having compelling calls to action, you'll get people that have been connected to you for years actually reaching out to you. And we see this all the time. Yeah. So somebody could do something as simple as grab a good book. Maybe, maybe the first live is, Hey, I'm going to read this book and here's why I'm reading it. Here's what it's about. And maybe a few tips about what they learned in the first chapter. 
And then every day they could just like do a chapter, like here's what I got from the chapter. Totally. Or they could say, you know, I'm studying Ray Higdon this month. And so every day I'm going to do a live about a podcast that he did or an article that he wrote. And so where do I get the, um, the free thing, the, my five steps, my seven steps, where do I get the ebook free giveaway? How do I create that? Just Google it. <laughs> Seriously, just Google, you know, seven day meal plans, seven steps to lose weight, just Google. And, and, and you can even say this, you can say, hey guys, and by the way, I spent a lot of time searching for these amazing tips and I'm happy to share them with you so you don't have to spend all this time searching for them. And so you don't have, to, you know, a lot of people, I mean, I know people that they've spent the last year perfecting their giveaway and like they got the brand mark, they got them in a leather jacket now. And it's just like, it's like, you don't have to do all that stuff because always remember, what is it that you're actually craving as a network marketer? That's conversations. That's all you're craving. How do I get more conversations? And although I was hungry enough to reach out to a lot of people, I prefer people reaching out to me. I mean, I would much rather do something, anything to get people to reach out to me because to me, that's a much easier conversation to have than me going out to them. Now I'll do it because I'm, I'm hungry, man. But um, I would much rather do, you know, figure out intellectually, how do I get people to reach out to me? And so I much prefer doing things in a manner to get people to reach out to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, like, like one of the things people could think about is if you just had one person a day ask you, hey, tell me about your opportunity and your product, yeah. how, much, how much fun would network marketing be, right? You'd crush it if just one a day if say, hey, well, tell me about that. Well, so what it, you're, would, it, would, it would create a different energy too. The reason most network marketers blow it with the prospects they have is because they have so few. And right. I mean, if you have so few prospects, you're like, come on, please, please join. Yeah. You know, you get needy and desperate because you got so, if you got people reaching out to you every single day and someone's a jerk to you, you're just like, whatever, you right. know, whatever. And, you know, we had this in our, our group, um, I think yesterday, where someone said, man, I just don't want to get these hate messages, Ray, do you got any suggestions? And I said, man, I got hundreds of hate messages. What are you talking about? But I also have had thousands of thank you messages and you can't get to one without the other. Right. And so, you know, it, you, you can't just all of a sudden get all these thank you messages without encountering the negative. Uh, that's part of the journey, you know, so you got to toughen up a little bit. Yeah. We got a, there's a president of the United States that 70% of the people don't like him, <laughs> but he, he's the most powerful person in the world that's, with that's only 30%, I mean, right? So name you don't a, name need a celebrity. That it's didn't all the same. The way. Right. What you're speaking to here, Ray, which I, I'm so fond of, in, and you do so brilliantly, I love the depth of your distinctions. You're speaking to the marketing in network marketing, yeah. which you know, not very many people have done in the last 70 years, at least not any leading edge marketing. Speak to now, if you will, Ray, um, what I call compounding consistency. Hmm. I, I use this circus trick called, uh, you know, if you take a penny and you double it every day for 30 days, it's, it's worth over $5 million. Right. But if you only double it every other day, it's only worth 163 bucks. Wow. Didn't know that. That's cool. <laughs> You'll use that. I'm sure. So, I mean, um, it's that consistency that compounds. And okay, when you take money, when you take a, 
a number and you just duplicate it, it's very finite. But when you take you know, daily actions like talking to people or marketing or doing a Facebook Live every day, that consistency also compounds. Right. It's, just, it's just not math necessarily. There's a lot of soft tissue around that that compounds. So can you speak to what is the difference between doing a Facebook Live every day for a year or two Right. And doing one once a week. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's huge. You know, one, you increase your chances of who's going to see your stuff, number one. And number two, you're, you're building that muscle. And, you know, I remember we had this um, years ago, we had this mastermind cruise and there was uh, one of our clients had brought her husband and I'm sharing you know, like some of the things that, you know, that we do on a daily basis and he raises his hand yeah, and he says, uh, does this mean you work all day, every day? And I said, no, um, I certainly have low production days. Sometimes I just don't ever have no production days. And, and so I would have, if you're serious about your business, I just would strongly fight no production days. And, and I'll tell you, even though I preach this, I've experienced it so many times. You go, you go to the gym every day, you're feeling fantastic, you go on a trip, you don't make it to the gym. It is so damn hard to get back in that gym. It's just hard. And so and then you end up a week and a half, and you're not doing anything. And so building that muscle of, of doing something, doing a set of things, I should say, a set of things to move you towards your goals is so important and so powerful. I think the, the thing that people, that one of the things that, that we kind of share is um, a lot of people think that it's all about your why, right? Like, you know, the, the, you know, the why is what will make you show up. And, and we've found, we've had a different experience with that because I know a lot of people that have had the same why for nine years. And although it's a good why, right, to retire their spouse or, you know, provide clean drinking water to Kenya or, or whatever it is, right? It's good, right? It's nice. Um, it just, why do they have the same why after five, nine years? And so what we see is, is really what, what drives, what drove me other than just teaching, you know, the daily routine, which we've taught a million times, um, what actually made me do that? And that's a vision of who I want to become. Who do you want to become? How do you want to be known? How do you want to show up? And for me, it's, I, it's, it's just in my body. Like I, I don't, I don't have to remind myself do Facebook live. I mean, we've been doing, we've done one to two videos every day for nine and a half years now. And I just, I'm, I'm, my vision is a psychotic dictator that doesn't care how I feel, doesn't care where I'm staying, doesn't care about my Wi-Fi, doesn't care how, you know, if I had a rough event or whatever, doesn't care about any of that stuff. It's you got to impact people, get your butt to work, go do those things. Now that doesn't mean I work all day, but I'm going to do things to continue to move, move that rock, to continue to move that, that uh, um, keep that motion going because it's so hard if that motion stops. And, and this is in the light of obstacles, in the light of things you know, happening. It's not that we, you know, nine and a half years, no problems ever. You know, we've had problems. I mean, we had 
you know, one employee stole 60 grand from us. We've been hit with surprise IRS bills that we weren't, you know, prepared for. Uh, we had to come up with more money than we thought for, you know, every house we've ever bought. And, and so, you know, we're not super detailed, right? So we kind of get caught with things, right? And, and so um, it's not that we, it's not a lack of obstacles. It's I'm going to do it despite and so embracing that word of despite, I'm gonna do it despite whether I feel good or not, despite if I, the hotel has good Wi-Fi, despite all that stuff. And so, you know, you showing up on a consistent basis, you will have more people see your things, you will feel more confident about you and that you're showing up and doing the things that you should have success. See, a lot of people, they don't, they look at their level of effort and all they may voice, I want success, they look at their level of effort and they're like, yeah, but I really don't deserve it, right? It's like, I really want that great body, but I know I eat bonbons, right? It just, it's incongruent. So most people's words and actions are incongruent. And when they are congruent, you'll be like, I go to the gym every day. I eat good. I should be in good, in good shape. And all of a sudden you start, you start creating that in, in your reality and the same, same thing with business. And so, um, you know, have a, here's my bare minimum. And, and maybe your bare minimum is reach out to five people a day and, you know, do three videos a week, right? But also be game that when you're fired up to step it up a notch. But I would have a bare minimum that has to be done no matter what if creating a big business is a goal. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, last week I interviewed uh, James Clear who recently wrote Atomic Habits. Somebody I follow, brilliant guy. He has cool. a... Yeah, he has a cool little tip, which is don't ever miss two days in a row. Mm. You miss a day, but don't ever miss two days in a row. Have you and heard the Jerry Seinfeld one? No. <laughs> this, this is one of my favorites. So this was in, uh, I, think, uh, I think, Forbes or Fortune. I don't know. But this comic is about to go on stage and, you know, he's backstage. He's about to go on and he looks and there's Jerry Seinfeld. And he's like, oh, my God. He goes, you're one of my legends, man. He goes, what's like... You know, what's your, what's your biggest tip uh, to be more successful as a comedian? He said, it's real easy. He's like, oh, good, good, good. I like easy. And so he says, get yourself a big calendar and write jokes every day for at least an hour. And when you do that, mark an X through that day and then just do that every day and create a daisy chain that never ends. And I've done that every day for 30 years. <laughs> easy. Easy, easy peasy, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and, and it's just like, that's why he's worth $400 million and most comics are not. And, and so that's the deal is, is, should he have success? No one would hear that and think, oh, I'm, I'm surprised he succeeded. No, they'd be like, uh, yeah, that makes sense. And so do the work, do the work and do it every single day. Yeah. So I, I think so many people think somebody like Seinfeld is a genius and Obviously, he's a smart guy, but sure, uh, you know what comics and and really successful actors and athletes and business people do that other people don't do is they do the work, right? True. And they they just figure out what's going to motivate me to do the work, and they do the work, and they do it consistently enough so they actually get good at it. That's you know, right. You and I used to be horrible. I'm just guessing you horrible, pathetic, disgusting recruiters and public speakers. No doubt. <laughs> I was terrified of speaking. I almost quit a job 
because they, they wanted me to speak in front of the five people I worked with for six years. And I, my hand was on the phone to call in, <laughs> call in sick because I didn't want to do the presentation. And uh, absolutely, I agree 100%. Yeah. So how you get good at anything is practice. And right. so we got to, we got to figure out the motivation for practicing. Uh, so let's wrap it up this way, Ray. What okay. do you see? What do you see about our grand profession? What do you see missing? What do you see that disgusts you, that frustrates you, that saddens you? Mm. And give that a little bit of attention. Mm -hmm. And then what do you see that inspires you? What do you see for our future? Yeah, so uh, multiple things there. Let's see. What, what, um, what saddens me? I'm going to have to <laughs> uh, what, what disgusts and saddens you about our profession? Right, right. Um, so what, uh, what saddens me is when leaders don't, when, when, they, when they try to instill their level of desire on everyone in the team and they make people who would have stayed forever leave and make them feel bad and they don't understand that it's making them work so damn hard. Like you just, it just doesn't have to be that hard. But if you have a culture where uh, the people who aren't producing are made to feel bad. And I made every mistake. I mean, I remember getting on a, on team calls and be like, if you're not talking to 10 people a day, what the hell is wrong with you? And, and then people just disappeared. It was really weird. <laughs> and uh, you know, they didn't want to disappoint me. So they just left. That's, that's an easier decision. And so uh, that part kind of saddens me. Um, when people are, when network marketers, I should say, when network marketers are leading with, with um, hype, in two manners. One, how easy it is. Stop saying it's easy. It's funny to me because, you know, there are people that will lead with it's so easy. And then they get frustrated because their people aren't working. Well, you told me it was easy, right? <laughs> I mean, you don't, you don't, I mean, I, I remember I worked for uh, like a couple days for a cable company digging ditches. And they certainly didn't say, yeah, it's really easy, Ray. You'll just dig ditches for eight hours, right? Uh, they said, no, it's, it's back-breaking work. So I was like, oh, okay. You know, it, was, it really sucked. But they don't lead with easy because they want me to keep showing up, although I, I didn't. And, and so um, it's, it's, you know, if you're leading with easy and you have crappy reps, you've gotten what you deserve. And so stop leading with easy. You could say simple. It's a simple action. You don't got to learn trademarks or patents or uh, supply chain management, currency conversion. You don't got to make almond butter cookies in your basement. You don't have to get fancy machinery. You just ask human beings if they're open to taking a look at what you got. It's simple, but easy is not the word that, that I would use. And the second part that I don't like about hype is leading with too high a dollar amount. And so I just would not, I would not do much marketing at all that spoke to more than three to $500 a month because there's people all day long. They're like, make 10,000 a month. Well, the two problems with that is one, most people don't think they can make 10,000 a month. Most normals. And I know us in network marketing are you know, kind of warped and we see all this money everywhere. Right. And we, we now think everyone else thinks the same way. And that's not the case. Um, you know, it, it's, I would not, I would not spend a lot of time on marketing that, that said for more than three, five, three to $500 a month, because I want as many people as possible to have conversations with me. And, and so watch the, watch the money claims and watch the 
how easy it is to make big money, that, that would be the ultimate. Um, one of the things that excites me, like really excites me, is years ago, if you said, uh, hey guys, I'm an entrepreneur, you know, most people would say, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, man, I'm sure you'll find something, right? Yeah. And when Shark Tank came out, it kind of made entrepreneur kind of cool again, right? And, and w which is neat. Um, one thing that is really exciting is that there are now 750,000 Uber drivers in the United States alone, 2 million worldwide, 750,000. Now, not one of them, not one of them joined Uber to make 10,000 a month because they ain't, none of them. And there's not yeah. one of them making 10,000 a month. Zero, right? There's right. not Sergio that just drives right. three, three hours a day and sleeps one hour and gets back up. Right. No one, not one of them is making six figures. So what does that mean? What does that say? I've heard network marketing people talk about America and being lazy, right? I've heard it, I've heard it time and time again. And, and to, that's a culture thing. That's a culture thing, that's not an America thing. And, and so I see, I know a lot of leaders that are like, oh, I only build in Asia or I only build over there because America lazy. And that's a culture thing. Why are there 750,000 people breaking their back, getting you know, you know, back aches and, and butt aches from driving an Uber? They're doing it to make three to 500 bucks a month. That's what they're doing it for. That's what most of them are, are making around that. And so that gives a lot of hope because next month, Sergio's got to drive again and again and again and again and make the same amount of money. Um, you can talk to those people in a way and talk about a simple process to make that kind of money and make it over and over and over in network marketing. And so that's really exciting because what's happened is between Amazon and between Uber, there, there's proof, there's proof that there's hundreds of thousands of people in America that want to make a little bit of extra money and start speaking to them and you'll start snagging them. Yeah, love that, Ray. Really, really extraordinary. All right, well, we're, we're coming up on an hour. I think we could probably go another hour. You got another hour in you, don't you? <laughs> but let's put icing on this cake. So the listeners, Ray, are, I mean, most of the people listening to these are, these podcasts are, I'd say that 5% that they're in the game, they're working, they're, they're struggling maybe. You know, there's a few people listening to these that are killing it. But most of the people that are listening to these, they're like, ah, you know what? Give me the answer. Give me, turn the light on for me. And I kind of consider these podcasts like an event. You know, leaders are born at an event. And how does that happen? Somebody said something. They saw something. They got caught up in that group vibe where all of a sudden all the lights came on. And, I got, and, and people just tend to declare, I can do this. And when they declare it with every fiber of their being, they tend to go do it, no matter what company they're in or what system they use. So if you had 30 seconds or a minute to, to turn my light on, what would you tell me? Hmm. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a big, suck big suck it up. Suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> you can do it. You got a minute. You got one minute. <laughs> to turn my lights on. And if I don't get it from you, Ray, yeah. I'm never gonna get it. <laughs> I mean, I would say, I can show you how to create success. I can't, I can't, I can't show you how to want to create success. You gotta, you gotta be willing to do the work. I mean, I have, I have a boxing trainer, Maurice, that comes here and beats the hell out of me three days a week. If, if I can't tell you, there is no amount of money I could pay Maurice to do my setups. 
I can't, I can't pay Maurice to swing my arms around, right? I can't pay anybody to get me in shape. I have to do the work. You have to do the work. So stop being unreasonable and expecting expectations and results when you, have, you aren't doing the work. And so be real with yourself. Be real. If you're doing the work, if you're showing up and you're not addicted to the time frame that you will create success, you'll create success. You know, there's so many stories out there. I remember one of the most inspirational moments of my life was I was at a company event. This guy crossed the stage at $100,000 a year. He gave his acceptance speech in sign language because he was born deaf. Now, have you ever had a tough conversation on the phone? Well, he has. <laughs> he has an entire team called Deaf Nation. No joke. No joke. And so there are people in worse situations than you that have created success anyway. And so if you want to do it, you will. But if you focus on all the reasons why you can't, you're going to win that prize. And I don't think you want that prize. Yeah. I, what I find is this ironic uh, theme of delusion in our profession, yeah. Yeah. which is, you know, most people have a story they can't do it, which right. we would classify as a negative story. But they also have this weird positive story that somehow if they hang out long enough, they're going to make it mm -hmm. even, even though if they look at their calendar for the last 30 days, they haven't talked to three people. Right. And you know, that's, uh, I think that's the bubble that we somehow have to burst in yeah. a way, in a way that you so brilliantly said keeps people around the fire. Right. So they get it is, Hey, stay around the fire until your lights go on, but maybe get real about, until you do the work, you're just here for the cookies. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> okay, which is, which is okay. Just, There's you know, no I, I think there should be like a, a name badge where people declare, you know what? I'm, I'm not in for the work. I'm just here for the cookies. And yeah. then we would be like, all right. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, what if we assume they're here for the cookies unless otherwise instructed, we would cheat, we would treat people differently and they'd stick around longer. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, Ray Higdon, <laughs> you are a treasurer oh, for our thanks. profession. Thank you so much for the time. Um, audience, go check out rayhigdon.com, rankmakers.com. Um, I'm sure he's on social media. <laughs> <Somewhere>. <laughs> you can catch one of his everyday lives. Um, <laughs> thank you, brother. You're a, just a huge contribution and gift to our profession. I appreciate the interview. Hey, you are too, man. Thank you so much. You bet. All right, boy. Thank you all for listening. Whether you're listening live, this is going to be broadcast in a week or so, or you're listening a year from now or five years from now or 10 years from now, anywhere in the world, take heed, execute, live your dreams. Thanks for listening. Richard Blissbrook and Ray Higdon, over and out. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Richard Bliss Brooks Network Marketing Heroes Podcast. If you are inspired and are ready to create your own success story, then it is time to take advantage of some of the top network marketing tools available. Pick up the top recruiting tool that has prospects saying, yes, the four-year career and the four-year career for women. Get your mindset right. Without a clear vision, success is lost. Check out the best-selling book on vision, Mach 2 with your hair on fire. Learn to think like a successful person with this step-by-step -step guide on how to break through your self-imposed limitations. 
Mach 2 Vision Training is a 90-minute four-part video training where you get Richard to walk you through crafting your vision. It's a must for anyone looking to step outside the box and hit the ground running. For 10% off your order, use the discount code HERO at checkout. If you're serious about building your business, make sure to subscribe to Richard's blog for all the latest tools and articles. This success story is not typical. It is meant to inspire you and show you what's possible. It is not what you should expect to accomplish. Your income will depend entirely on you, your commitment, your work ethic, your leadership, and your ability to acquire customers and inspire sales leaders to join your team. Most people who start off intending to build a sales team do not maintain their motivation to continue.